Hello. Just before I talk about nothing, which I have suggested on a Twitter notice, which I think three people might have seen, I will just refer to everything that I tried to mention last week, but I forgot so much and left a lot out. I forgot to mention La Movida Madrilena. It might sound a bit pompous, that, but that's what it's called, known as La Movida, usually, and as you probably all know anyway, if you're there, hello, um, it's probably usually known as Almodovar's, you know, time, the context out of which he came. Obviously, it comes after the demented diligence of Franco's ruthless regime and was a genuine, generous movement. Everybody was welcome at that party as long as they weren't a follower of Franco. Everybody who wanted fair play for people, everybody who wanted homosexuality, prostitution, drugs, sex between consenting adults that weren't married to be legal, everybody who wanted that and many other economic benefits for all were welcome. Didn't matter what you looked like. Didn't matter if you wore the wrong mohair jumper or anything like that. It really was quite an eye-opener for a, a little London girl. Anyway, it was great to bring music, to bring contraceptives, and to be sort of welcomed. And it was something that I was thinking about last week because I thought it's possible again. It's possible again in England. It's a pretty ruthless regime. Young people are brilliant there. I listened to... Paloma Faith talking to Owen Jones. I just thought, these people are brilliant. And she goes something like, well, you know, why why can't people have an opinion that isn't necessarily that informed or articulated but is actually well-intentioned towards people? I paraphrase. Whatever she said was brilliant. Why not? This is what that Mavida was about. Not everybody was Almodova, but everybody could contribute to it. And it had something. Anyway, now Spain hasn't even got a government. Ah, well, I was also mentioning Bad Vibrationis, this article that I was struck by, which, in which the uh, Directorate of Popular Culture, Franco's you know, paranoid sort of body that went banning, went about banning English and American pop songs, found Imagine particularly toxic. And I thought, well... The author seemed more surprised than I did. The words that seemed to go missing last week came back to me during the week. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Hmm, that is challenging. Anyway, on to nothing. On to nothing. I've, I've, I've got a, a story about nothing. Well, quite a few. But I had a dream once of a friend very dear friend and I was so happy to see him again and and I, I, I was like having a laugh and then I realised he was dead in the way that you do in dreams like, oh no and he was wearing a red really nice red sort of check a bit lumberjack type shirt not, not something I associate him with particularly but I went no and I beat on his chest you're dead. 
It's nothing. It's nothing, Marcy. And I was very impressed by that. I didn't quite know why. He was smiling. And the next day I went to a funeral of a friend who'd been a, a devotee of Krishnamurti. And somebody was talking about Krishnamurti, saying the most important thing was nothing. And I thought, wow, Joe said that in my dream last night. Anyway, it's all about nothing. I don't understand nothing. And that's not some double negative mockney affectation. I never have. It's beyond me. And yet I know it's very important to get with it. And yesterday, I was just happily thinking I had got it. I was nothing. My mind was empty and it was all working. The holiday job. I was escaping from the hell of memory. Ancient, recent, personal, political. <gasps> all going. Letting go. Letting the sea be me and me be the sea. A rather hammy tone for maybe rather hammy thoughts. But I was having them, those sort of thoughts, that sort of thing. It did dawn on me as I was having them that such self-congratulatory thoughts. Oh, at last I'm losing myself. I've forgotten everything that's annoyed me ever. Mm, such self-congratulatory thoughts about my thoughts somewhat contravened the basic tenets of being and nothingness. But at least I felt I was getting somewhere, getting the hang of being pretty vacant. I was swimming in fairly rough sea, had been warned about currents, and again was very happy not to have any fear. I was also thinking how pleased I was to be able to swim up with the swell of the big waves, and how, if approached with care and courage, how gently these mysterious great bodies of water could carry me up and down gently. Looking back, I was having way too many smug thoughts. And so, wide off the mark. Nowhere near a zen at oneness with the wave, I fear. And then it hit me. The wave, a wave, the wave actually knocked me over and out and winded me, dashed me against a reef. And here, not a, not a beautiful, brightly coloured, coral-covered reef with anemones softly undulating, but a brown, limpid, mollusk-encrusted, sea urchin-covered, hard place. I was dashed against a hard place. I was amazed to see the beach when I came to, came up, as I thought I wasn't anymore. When I was hit, I didn't think. That really was nothing, not bad or good. I can hardly remember getting whacked, but I can remember coming back, coming back to the surface, unable to breathe, making a terrible sound which frightened me, a moan, an awful inner lament coming out primal call for help, but it was inaudible, as in a dream, no vocal voice, 
Ha! That sounds as daft as the anal anus. Um, I'd better explain. My brother once went to an old gentleman doctor with rectal itch. My brother had the itch. And the old doctor told him he had inflammation of the anal anus. Anyway, we loved that. And ever after, I've loved such instances of double-barrelling, double-barrel-barrelling, the adjective and noun, somehow the doubling, reducing the sense, not intensifying it. Ah, I'm out of time, but as you will have gathered, I was rescued. More of nothing next time. Thank you for listening.